Welcome to Rando Rob, the podcast slash video show where I show off things that I own. Show off, that sounds weird. That's like, like they're trophies. They're not trophies. Uh, in many cases, they're things I probably should have gotten rid of <laughs> many years ago. Uh, but things that I have acquired throughout my life. My wife has referred to me as the collector of collections, and so many of these things are subsets. <laughs> they are the things that make up those collections of collections, and sometimes uh, they are just one-off items, and that's what today's item is. So let's get to it. Today's item, we are out here, by the way, if you're a normal uh, viewer of the show, you may notice we're in a different location. If you're a normal listener, to the show, you may hear a little bit of echo in the background, and that is because we are in a different spot. We are out in the workshop today. I'm out here doing some cleaning uh, because one of my New Year's resolutions is to start working on the van, and I need access to all my tools and the workbench, and everything is covered and everything. <laughs> I'm just like this far away from being a hoarder. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Uh, so anyway, I've been out here working. I've got my phone, and I ran across an item while I was picking up things and I thought this is a cool special item and something that I've never talked about on the show. Although I did do a episode of You Don't Know Flack where I talked about this topic. But uh, what I have here today is a skateboard. Now this is uh, not as old as it looks. It's a throwback style, but it's still pretty old. I mean, it's relatively old, but it's not old and it's not as old as it looks. Uh, this is a throwback Steve Caballero skate deck. It is the dragon design, if you're familiar with Steve Caballero. Uh, I think these are independent trucks. Uh, I used to have tracker trucks, but I think these are indies. Um, yeah. So, let's talk about, before we talk about this Steve Caballero skateboard, which has gunk on it, uh, let's talk about Steve Caballero. Steve Caballero was, maybe still is, a professional skateboarder, a professionally sponsored skateboarder. Uh, his People called him Cab or Cabby Caballero. Uh, he was born, I think he's 10 years older than me. I was born in 73. I think he was born in 63, maybe 64. I think he was born in 64. Um, he was uh, one of the original innovators of uh, ramp skateboarding. Uh, Steve Caballero uh, dominated contests in the, uh, especially in the early 80s, throughout the mid 80s in uh, Southern California. Steve Caballero, one of the reasons I always liked him is because he's kind of built like me. He's obviously not as heavy as me, but um, he's got kind of short, stocky legs. Like I have short, stocky legs and he had a real low center of gravity. So he did a lot of tricks that the other guys weren't doing. Uh, he would get down on a ball and, and do a lot of spins and things like that. Uh, in the early days of skateboarding, I suppose it was probably easier to invent tricks because uh, every time you do, did something, it was a new trick, you know? Um, but, uh, he invented a lot of the early skateboarding tricks, uh, the way when they went up in the air, like you know, ways that he would grab uh, the board, things like that. Um, but if you've ever seen anybody slide their board, so 
if you are skateboarding, like if I'm skateboarding towards you, I think that's towards the camera, skateboarding towards you, and you would see a curb, and these guys, so let's say my feet are pointing this way. <clears throat> so if I hop up and slide the board on a rail or on a curb, and I'm coming and my feet are facing towards you, that's called a front side board slide. I'm sliding on the board and the front of my body is going forward. So if I hopped up and went this way and my body was facing this way, that would be a backside board slide. But this is a front side board slide. Uh, he invented the front side board slide. <laughs> it's a move that every kid who has uh, practiced skateboarding for more than five minutes has tried to do. Um, I used to, there used to be this uh, convenience store by my house and there were painted parking blocks. So I had tried doing front side board slides uh, and grinds on unpainted curbs. And the minute you would hit that, your board would just stop. <laughs> the concrete would grab your board, you'd keep going, and I would go flying. But um, uh, then we found out about parking blocks, the big yellow ones that are painted, and the paint is real slippery. And so the first time I did a front side board slide, I kind of popped up, landed like that, and the board went, <laughs> and then I went down right on my butt, right on my tailbone, right on a parking block. So you learn not to do that pretty quickly. Uh, Steve Caballero also uh, invented a move. So uh, back in the days of ramps, uh, the goal was <laughs> to go up a half pipe and then go up in the air, turn around and come back down, right? Well, then someone invented a fakie. And a fakie is where you go up this way and then you come straight back down. You don't turn left to right and so it's like you're faking that you're gonna turn. So you do a fakie, go up like that, right? There was also ollies which was where you didn't touch the board with your hands. So you'd go up without your hands on the board, the board would kind of go up, go down, and you would still stay on. Caballero did a trick in the early 80s in a competition uh, where he went up a ramp, the board spun 360 degrees, and then came back down the same way without ever touching it. So he went on the board, the board spun around, he spun around without ever touching the board, and they both came down. <clears throat> that move is called uh, a caballario. Caballario. So it's the word aerial, uh, and his name is Caballero. So it's a caballario. Uh, he was the first person to do that in competition, and it is named after him. Uh, so that was one of his signature moves for a long time. Now, when I got into skateboarding, uh, which was in the, the mid 80s, 85, 86, 87, that, that era. Um, <clears throat> Tony Hawk hadn't really hit yet. When people think who's the most famous skateboarder of all time, they say, oh, obviously Tony Hawk. He's obviously the most successful uh, skateboarder of all time. Um, but that wasn't always the opinion. And um, <clears throat> um, Steve Caballero was huge. Uh, I videotaped this contest. Uh, it was the Ocean Pacific competition. It was on ESPN. It was the first skateboarding competition I'd ever seen. I recorded it on uh, videotape and I watched it over and over and over. Um, Christian Hosoy competes in that. Uh, there's a few other, uh, Mike McGill competes in that because Mike McGill, if you've ever heard of a guy doing a McTwist, um, the MC from Mick 
twist comes from Mick Gill. He was the first guy to do a 540 uh, in a competition. So, but Caballero was there. And I remember that he was wearing uh, a t-shirt, I think early on, but then he takes the t-shirt off and he's just got it tied in his back pocket, which I thought was such a cool look. Uh, I mean, even in 86, 87, I was a little bit chunkier than my friends and I would never go skateboarding without a shirt on, but I always thought that was a cool look. And he had a pink helmet on, uh, which I thought was such a, a cool statement. It was like, um, it's not like it is now where guys can go out and wear pink and nobody thinks anything about it. Like if you wore pink back then, people would, uh, if you were a guy, you know, especially in a, a masculine kind of like skateboarding, like these are all dudes out there skateboarding and you're wearing a pink helmet, people would give you a, a second look, you know? And so I always thought that was cool that he just didn't care what anybody thought. He's just rocking this, this pink helmet. Now, um, Stacy Peralta, of Powell and Peralta, a famous uh, skateboarding company, <clears throat> put together a team of famous skateboarders. And one of those skateboarders, one of the earliest ones, uh, well, the name of the team was the Bones Brigade. And uh, it's very famous. There's a great documentary about the Bones Brigade, uh, if you're interested in seeing that. Uh, but one of the first members of the Bones Brigade was Steve Caballero. Uh, so he was in from the very beginning. They had done, uh, Bones Brigade was really one of the first people to do skate videos where you could go to the skate shop and buy a video and it would be, you know, half hour long or an hour long of just people skateboarding and doing tricks. When you lived in Oklahoma, that was, uh, that and magazines were the only ways that you saw this stuff, you know. Uh, and then they made a video uh, called The Secret of Animal Chin. And that is the first skate video ever that actually has a plot. And the thing is that the, the Bones Brigade are in search of this guy. It's supposed to be like, you know, uh, like the greatest skateboarder, like a mythical legend. Uh, uh, and uh, his name was Animal Chin. And there's supposed to be an Animal Chin has a ramp somewhere. And they, of course, they skate all throughout the thing. But at the end, they find the ramp and they get to skate uh, the mythical Animal Chin ramp. And then uh, recently they had the, I believe it's the 40th anniversary um, let's see. I think Animal Chin came out in 87, so 97, 2007, uh, 2017. So 30th anniversary, I think it was. Um, they had the uh, uh, 30th anniversary, I mean, let's say it's that, of the um, Animal Chin documentary. And for as part of the Bones Brigade documentary, they rebuilt the Animal Chin ramp. And there's a very famous uh, shot where there's all four guys uh, from the Bones Brigade. I think two are doing, or maybe they're all four doing hand plants. They recreated that shot of the documentary. It's super famous. It was super cool. Uh, but Steve Caballero is still skating. He still skates today. And like, like I said, he's 10 years older than me. I gave it up a long time ago. Uh, just can't do it. Physically can't do it anymore. It's a, uh, it's a regret. It is completely a regret uh that uh, that i can't do it anymore i i really liked skateboarding i liked the freedom uh skateboarding was one of those things uh like break dancing in a way but not really um I, I guess it was in a way where in the 80s where it was like you would work on something over and over and over uh like trying to do the wave and um 
Uh, and then when you got around your friends, you'd be like, hey, <laughs> do the wave. And then they'd be like, whoa. And the thing was, you'd put all that practice in there when no one was around. And skateboarding was like that. Like I would just go in front of my house uh, and just practice trying to ollie or do boneless airs or just whatever, just do stuff over and over and over by myself. Um, and then when I'd get with my friends, I'd like do a trick and they'd be like, wow, how'd you do that? And you're like, well, I fell a thousand times. Uh, out in the street. <laughs> That's exactly how I did that. So uh, I had, uh, I got from a, I had a crappy skateboard. I had a, like a um, Veriflex, which was the Walmart, the ones you got at Walmart. I had one of those for a little while. And the thing about that board was like the wheels had crappy bearings. So you would push and push and push. And the minute you stopped pushing, you just would stop rolling. And, and it was heavy and it was just terrible. I just couldn't, couldn't do anything on it. And there was a, a kid in my neighborhood that had a Neil Blender board. So I bought that Neil Blender board uh, and I had that for a while. And then for my birthday, I got a Fred Smith three uh, Alva board. And that was the main board that I had. That was uh, in the back of magazines. You could like, you could pick what board you wanted, what wheels you wanted, what trucks you wanted, all that stuff. And you would pick all those things out and then they would mail it to you and you assemble that you put everything together. And that was like my main main skateboard that I had forever, you know, and, and it was like a professional, you know, when I was a kid, like I had a BMX bike and it was a good bike, you know, but it was heavy and it had heavy, heavy duty wheels. And then my friends, like kids in the neighborhood would show up with a mongoose, a diamond back, all these bikes that were super light and they could do tricks. Or then there was a kid that had a freestyle bike and they could, and it had pegs and they could do all these tricks. And I just couldn't do that because my bike was like this heavy duty bike. I did get a really cool bike later uh, as a teen, but uh, as a kid, I just couldn't do that stuff, you know? And so when I had that crappy skateboard, you just couldn't do it. You couldn't ride a ramp. You couldn't do any of this because it was just so slow and heavy. And then when I got those boards, uh, later on, you know, I could. And so, uh, but I always wanted uh, either a vision, vision streetwear or a vision board uh, or a Caballero or a Tony Hawk board. Everybody wanted a Tony Hawk board, you know. Um, but I, as a child of the 80s, you could see how boards were shaped. They had the big nose, they came in, and then they had the little fishtail so that you could kick when you went up on a ramp. Um, but then when they got to street skating, and when street skating came over, the, the shape of boards changed. And so all the boards are just kind of like this, you know, oblong kind of shape. They like, don't, don't really look like they have a front or a back. They look the same, you know, which I just never really a fan of, you know. <clears throat> and so um, when um, Mason, my son, was young, and I don't remember how old he was, but um, he was pretty young. And... Uh, he said he wanted a skateboard and I was like, oh, yes, another generation of skaters. And so, um, I think any reasonable parent would take their kid to Walmart and buy them a cheap skateboard to see if they were going to like skateboarding, you know? Uh, but I took him to one of the big skate shops in town, uh, <laughs> and spent like a hundred dollars on a skateboard for him. And, and he wanted a Tony Hawk skateboard. So I, of course, by then Tony Hawk was huge. Um, so we, we bought uh, him a Tony Hawk board. And while we were there, I saw these Caballero boards and I was like, God, I always wanted a Caballero board. And uh, I said, you know what? Ring it up. <laughs> give me some good wheels. Give me some good trucks. And uh, I will, uh, 
I'm going to ride this thing. And uh, I rode it for about three days, and I fell so many times and just decided I was a little too old for that. By the way, uh, Steve Caballero is uh, part, uh, he, uh, he's part Mexican, it says on his uh, profile. His parents are Mexican, it says, and Japanese. And so uh, he was born under the Chinese Zodiac the year of the dragon. There's a trivia fact for him. And so that's why in all his logos, he always has these dragons because he was born uh, again on that Chinese horoscope is the year of the dragon. Uh, of course, you got that cool caballero thing right there. I mean, this thing's been ridden a little bit. I rode it more than three days, but I didn't ride it. Didn't ride it a whole lot. Uh, and uh, I don't know that Mason uh, rode his much longer than I rode mine. I think his uh, Tony Hawk board is in the other, is in the main garage. <laughs> um, still sitting over there, but uh, yeah, that was the dream. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll take it back up, but uh, uh, it, it wasn't uh, for me. By the way, um, uh, again, if you were to, to go to somebody that knows nothing about skateboarding and say, who's the famous, uh, most famous skateboarder of all time, they would say Tony Hawk. And that's that's going to be everyone's go-to answer. Uh, but Thrasher Magazine, um, which somewhere around here, I, I mean, this pile right here, I may have copies of Thrasher Magazine. Um, Thrasher Magazine in 1999 uh, right before the turn of the century, they had all, you know, all these different uh, awards and rankings and stuff. And they awarded, they named the best skater of the century. And if you think it's Tony Hawk, you're wrong. Steve Caballero was named the skater of the century in 1999. Uh, one other thing, a uh, little fact about uh, Steve Caballero. Steve Cavallaro was a ramp riding guy. Now, eventually, they all had to become street guys. And so Steve Cavallaro uh, is uh, in that scene in um, Police Academy 4 when they all go skateboarding. He's one of the stunt doubles. Uh, you know, he, he was in all the movies just like everybody else, stunt doubles for, for things like that, right? Uh, so, so they all did street uh, skating. But ramp riding was his bread and butter uh, throughout the 80s. And... Uh, in 1977, I believe this is right, 1977, uh, on a half-pipe ramp, a normal half-pipe ramp, which I believe is an eight-foot uh, top, uh, to, from the, the top of the ramp to the ground, eight-foot uh, top, Steve Caballero got 11 foot of air, which means he went 11 foot above the back of the ramp. Uh, I believe it's 79. I think it's 79. And uh, he held the record for the highest air for 20 years. <laughs> for 20 years. Nobody got higher air on a standard ramp uh, than Steve Caballero. And then I think Danny Way uh, broke the record. And maybe Steve Caballero got it back at one point or something. But after that, you know. Uh, like a lot of these guys. Getting old sucks. <laughs> what can you do? Your bones break and stuff. Uh, but Steve Cavallaro, one of my favorite skateboarders of all time, definitely an influence on me as a kid uh, in regards to skateboarding. And, um, and also one other is a minor thing. Uh, but um, when, when you skate, uh, you have a dominant foot, right? Like if you, like, uh, let's say, whatever foot you would normally kick a soccer ball with. So for me, that's my right foot. Most people that are right-handed or, or have right foot and, and vice versa, but not always. Uh, and it has to do with your dominant eye as well. Uh, so traditionally, 
um, your strongest foot would go in the rear of the skateboard. So in theory, I should stand on a skateboard like this, but I don't. I stand on the skateboard like this. So even though my right leg uh, and right foot is the strongest, I have it in the front. That's called goofy foot. Um, so if you ever are playing a uh, skateboard game and you see uh, natural, natural stance or goofy stance, that's what it means. It's that you've, you've swapped your, your feet around. You're, in theory, you're facing the wrong way on the board. Uh, and, and Steve Cavallaro is not the first skateboarder to skate goofy footed, um, but he's the first person that I heard say it, that he skates goofy. And I was like, no, he skates great. And then I read a thing and it was like, no, he skates goofy foot. He skates the wrong way. And I did too. So um, maybe that, that's um, why, uh, you know, I, I took a liking to him or whatever. But anyway, um, you can't see this, but I can see there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things in this workshop. There are right below you, there are storage tubs full of things. There are wonderful uh, things, items everywhere things to discover and we will be covering them for weeks and months and probably years to come so uh thank you guys as always for tuning in uh to rando rob uh this is uh, completely unscripted usually i pick the item like i did today about five minutes before i hit record so i don't really do a lot of research on these things uh some of them i happen to know more about than others it turns out i, I know quite a bit about uh, uh steve caballero but um sometimes it's uh Sometimes they're short, sometimes I don't know when to stop. Today is the day I don't know when to stop. So uh, now I'm stopping. Thank you guys for watching and listening. And uh, don't forget that on uh, Tuesday through Friday on the podcast feed, I'm uh, posting all the old episodes of Randall Rob. Those were previously for Patreon supporters only. Now they're open to the public. So I'm uh, posting those to both the audio feed and to YouTube uh, so you can watch the videos. If you go to robohara.com, uh, no, don't do that. I mean, do do that. But after you do that, go to youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. <laughs> uh, and there's a playlist for Rando Rob. You can watch all the videos there. Or if you like listening to them, go to podcast.robohara.com. You can find all the audio ones. Or you can go to, I'm still going to say iTunes for the rest of my life, but it is now Apple Podcasts. Go there and search for two words, Rando space Rob, and you'll find the feed there. Uh, thanks again for putting up with my baloney. Uh, catch some air. Do a cavalarial good luck, <laughs> and I'll see you soon.